excuse me for my voice, but I have never, never seen anything like it. Hey, Doug, we wanted to hit mailboxes, we could let Ralph drive. Morons, your bus is leaving. Welcome to this Washington edition of the On the Road Home podcast. This is Ken Crawford reporting to you on the road home from a wonderful win in Memorial Stadium. This is one that we've been needing for a while, frankly, since last year's WSU win at home that was so uh, enjoyable. This one of a very different sort than than that game, of course, which was uh, a, a growing joy of a blowout this one was that hard fought every yard, every play down the stretch mattered uh, type of game that, that it came right down to the nub and, and the Bears delivered in those final moments. Laird driving for those three, four, five yards he needed uh, on each play to, to seal the game. Quick recap. Washington uh, started out 7-0 with an impressive touchdown drive, but it was a touchdown drive where just everything had to go right. A couple of uh, mistakes here and there, and you could sense that it wasn't going to go right. They had to have everything. I think there was even a fourth down conversion in the middle of it. Uh, They really were just on the hairy edge, but they marched all the way down the field 7-0. Bears' offense was tiltering back and forth. They'd put some th- good things together and, and then not be able to f- close it out. The result was two first-half field goals and actually being in field goal position at the end of the half to go up 9-7. But uh, the, the, the move of icing the kicker by Washington worked. Field goal was pulled right, and the halftime score was 7-6. It stayed 7-6 for a long time. I was remarking to my kids, this is going to stink if we lose this one 7-6. And more or less, it came close to being that minus one wonderful play uh, by Weaver. He did a great job of getting depth. I, I don't think the quarterback saw him. Interception over the middle. Managed to run around the outside of the offense get down to the five-yard line, leap, and just barely, barely uh, pull the pylon for the touchdown. They go for the two-point conversion to try to get up uh, 14-7 to instead, fail, score 12-7. to Bear defense mostly gets the job done. One exception is a, a, a special teams return, gets the ball into field goal range. The Bears stop progress from there, score 10 to uh, 10 to 12, and then the Bears run out the clock for the final four minutes. I forget whether they got one or two first downs, but it was enough to get it done. Final play of the game was a needed to stall for about five seconds kind of play so that your knee went down with less than 40 seconds left. A critical mistake by Washington was taking a timeout when they were trying to get that touchdown that ended up being a field goal, and that just made it so they only had one timeout left in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, and made it much easier for the Bears to run out the clock. So let's talk about what this game means. First of all, it means what I've said up until the disaster of the Arizona and the UCLA game. 
that this team can compete with anybody in the Pac-12. If they play a clean game, the defense is good enough to get the job done. The offense has just enough potential. They could have scored more than they did this game. The Washington defense is solid, if not uh, unremarkable. But the the offense has enough potential if they're conservative and don't make big mistakes that the defense can keep it so that a low-scoring game uh, ends up the Bears' way. It's going to be tougher if it's a game where the defense can't keep the score you know, in the low 20s because uh, the offense is just not built right now for lots of points. But Washington State, obviously going to be a very tough game going on the road up there, although the Bears showed that their defense can compete very well against them. Stanford or going to USC has always been terrifying for the Bears, but this is a much more vulnerable USC team than years past. Stanford, of course, the Bears have competed pretty well with them in the last few years, and there's reason to believe that they could compete with them. And then, of course, Colorado coming at home. Uh, the Colorado is is a really weak team, in my opinion, and um, uh, I think that the Bears can, can win that one as well. So, not to say they are going to win all these games, they just could win all of these games. And they only need one more now for bowl eligibility. And, and that would be my message if I was the coach. Let's win this next one. Get there. Get the, that, that uh, burden off of our shoulders. Get it done. And then from there we can work on, on going even further. So let's kind of break it down position by position. Garber's at quarterback. Played it safe, played it conservative. There were a few times where he didn't write, quite use his right escape routes. There were a number of designed run plays where it was kind of a, looked like a pass play and then they'd run it. Once it worked really well, but UW seemed to kind of key in on it and didn't let it happen successfully after that. But generally speaking, made good reads, didn't do anything overly aggressive or um, uh, something that would, would you know cause a, a, a turnover. Good, consistent play. They kept subbing in McElwain, and I kept wanting to run down to the sideline and find somebody to beat to a pulp. It is time to be done with that guy. He is not a meaningful threat to a defense that can can isolate on him. Uh, what the, Washington did the last time he had the ball of just bringing a corner blitz off the corner and destroying him was triple proof of that. It just isn't going to work. Let's give up on that experiment. It lost us two games. Uh, I, I will grant, and even though he played for three, I will just assume they weren't going to win the, the uh, Oregon game either way, but there's no doubt it cost us the Arizona game, and um, there's reason to believe the Bears would have been much more competitive with Garbers under center uh, in the UCLA game. Now that game was lost by so much, you know, it's a little hard to say it's just on that, but nevertheless, for sure, the Arizona game and to a lesser degree, the, the UCLA game. Offensive line, uh, had its good plays, had its bad plays, but you know, UW is a very physical team. I felt reasonably good about how they held up and I loved their mindset on that final four minutes. You can tell that their coach went to them and said, this game is on your shoulders. Block it right. Get it done. You don't have to get 15 yards. You have to get four yards. Get the push. 
get it moving, get it done. And they did. Loved that attitude out of them. Uh, they were just, just, you could tell they had it. They needed to open up a big enough hole for um, Laird to get four yards each time, and they did. Laird at running back. Solid, if unremarkable, performance. Uh, he's always doing a good job of falling forward. There were times he just had nothing to do. His patience still remains good. There were a few times I thought he could have found a better moment to, to pop through the hole, but as a overall statement, I felt pretty good about him. Wide receivers. Reasonably good day. Did a reasonable job of finding the holes in the zone coverage, getting just enough separation. Nothing wonderful, uh, but a reasonably good job. Nice to see Hudson get a good catch over the middle finally. Couple of balls where they got hit hard as they were catching it that if they were really on top of their game, they would have caught. Um, but uh, overall, not a bad performance. What I would say was the offense, the offensive coordinator, the, the game calling was not unpredictable enough. There were too many times where I could say it was going to be a run. It was obvious it was going to be a run. UW was stacking the box against the run, and we still ran it. You have to do those little things to keep the defense on their toes, and the play calling was just a bit too predictable at times. One of the things I liked about the last drive is they passed it. They went looked like a pass on first down. Now, I don't know if that was designed QB run play, um, but it kept the, the defense on their toes who are assuming traditional run play. The Bears are just not so good on offense that they can just plow away uh, with the run game when everybody knows it's coming. It's a reasonable run game, but it's not that good. Defense. Hey, anytime you hold a team like Washington to seven points, you got to be happy. Uh, I felt really good about the corner play. They didn't let anything. The one deep pass that looked like a completion, he got enough of it coming down to make it an incompletion. Uh, and I think it was Bynum who did that. They did a great job. A few too many times there were some open receivers, that some blown assignments, um, but the uh, UW offense was not doing a great job of making everything of their opportunities as it was. The interceptions, of course, there were two, both critical. Uh, the one by Bynum, on, I think it was by Bynum, on the sideline to get a toe down, awesome, stopped points from UW. Uh, the, of course, Weaver's interception basically won the game. The game was was turned on that one play. I don't think the Bears win that game without it. And actually, they were confusing enough to the uh, the UW offense that they couldn't get into a rhythm. They didn't know how the defense was coming. The 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 in unpredictability of the blitzes and the schemes of Cal continue to thwart and confuse the opposing offense and that's why this defense works so well it is not the most talented offense or excuse me defense but it is scheme wise strong enough and it and they they know how to cover up from their mistakes and, and get to the ball special teams punting was awesome very happy with the punting great uh, trajectory. Actually, both punters, both Washington's punters and Cal's punter did an excellent job today. Uh, the one return by Washington was a little bit disappointing. It kind of felt like 
Cal was so used to the fair catches that they didn't really do uh, give their all on the kick return, and the result was that they weren't well positioned to to, to tackle when when he did decide to run with it. Uh, so that was a little bit disappointing. But other than that, reasonably good special teams, minus of course the missed field goal at the end of the half. And here's my suggestion on that front, because there's been a whole bunch of them in the last few weeks, and we're going to see a lot of icing moving forward. Here's the key. Send the kicker back to the sideline and have him do a couple practice kicks. The other thing is, one of the tricks that the coaches are using is they have three timeouts in their bag. They do one timeout. They do two timeouts. And then they don't actually use the third one. And the reason that is successful and it works is because the kicker assumes they're going to call it the third time. And what, and so they're not really have their head entirely in the play when they kick it. They're, they're kind of like, Oh, here it comes. And then, Uh Oh, I got to kick this thing. You know, psychologically they mess with them. No. So what you have to do is you have to institute the rhythm of Back to the sideline, do your warm-up routine that you would, spend the few extra minutes to to get it right, uh, and then head back out onto the field. Don't just sit out there picking your nose, and then really beat into their heads. You don't know that they're going to use all of them. Assume they're not doing the next one. Kick it, make it happen, uh, pretend like everyone is real. And if they use it, they use it. Uh, but I, it seems like that's the strategy that works. One, two, not the third is the best way to get them off their, uh, get the kicker off their rhythm. So, you know, a bunch of teams are falling for it. I'm not really going to blame the team too much, but the, uh, the teams, every team, I think, needs to address this issue. The coaches have found a good way to uh, do with the, uh, to deal with this. I would argue the right solution in the long haul is to do what the NFL does, and you don't get to call two timeouts in in succession um, in in the game. It just it's it, it's fan wise a real bear to go through. Even if it works, it's just like come on, let's just play the game. So anyway, um, but just overall, such a needed win. The Bears. We're in such a bad place two weeks ago after that UCLA loss. Because it wasn't just a loss. It was an embarrassing loss. And it was two losses back-to-back that the team really needed for bowl eligibility. They got the next win that, you know, was one they, quote-unquote, should have won. and But they won it so resoundingly, it really helped their confidence. Winning this one not only makes it so they only have to get one more, that they can just go all the way to the Colorado game at the end if they need to and win that one for bowl eligibility. And that'll be against a team that, you know, relatively speaking, is of equal caliber to them. And at home, and on Thanksgiving week, where a traveling team's not going to be very enthused to be there. So, the, you know, by the book, you'd have to say Cal should get a sixth win. Additionally, any upset in between now and then and as i said all three of these teams in between now and then are vulnerable teams the pac-12 is not strong this year it's a pretty weak year for the conference we're not going to send somebody to the uh, to the um, national uh, playoff it's going to be a, a, a down year and that's okay uh, 
uh, in the big scheme of things, I think. I think people get too worked up about that. But what it means is after a win like this, the coaching staff can legitimately say, we have a formula, we have a team, we have a plan that we can win any game. And you can go with confidence to Washington State, to USC, and believe, really believe, that you can win these games. And then, of course, the big game has its its own uh, dynamic that goes around it. And so, let's say the Bears win one of the three. doesn't matter which one. I'd love for it to be the big game, but it doesn't matter which one. And then they beat Colorado. you got a 7-5 and five team. That's a wonderful place to be in their progression. And you can look back on the UCLA and Arizona games as a failed experiment. Hopefully, the coaching staff is wiser and learns not to do something like they did uh, with the McElwain, ex- McElwain experience. Uh, experiment. But such a joy to be there tonight. Uh, I thankfully, uh, in a certain sense, was not able to go to the UCLA game. I didn't do a, a podcast on the way home from the Oregon game because I had some friends with me and it's, everything went sideways and it wasn't going to happen. So uh, for all of you who really needed your on-the-road home fix, sorry about that. I'd let you down for two games. But I should be able to finish out the remainder of the season of home games of uh, this game, obviously, then Stanford, then um, uh, Colorado, and uh, really looking forward to the rest of the season after this big turnaround. So I'm going to wrap it up with that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. More content will be on the blog, of course. And go Bears! On the road again.